made for kissing these hips. We're made for blissing these arms. We're made for squeezing you tight every day, only every night. These lips. We're made for selecting these hips. We're made for connecting these legs. We're made for wrapping around you so tight. Only every night when you see me dancing on the floor, you'll agree. I'm class to the core when you see me dancing with the boys, you'll agree. You've never seen such poor. These lips were made for tasting my time. Wasn't made for wasting so I'm gonna show you how it's done just for fun. Anyone wanna come? These lips were made for kissing. Take a sip, and you know what you've been missing. You'll flip when Mr. Murray wants to make you stay every day, only every night. What you say every day, only every night. We can play every day, only every night. Well, all right. <laughs> listening to they must be destroyed on site the following podcast contains adult language adult situations and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often you've been warned now take it away dr roush they must be destroyed on site Welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 258. And I'm your host, Lee, the best French kisser in Chili Verde, Russell. <laughs> need to find a Frenchman. <laughs> I do. I need to find a Frenchman, I guess, apparently. And I am joined by my co-hostess with the most is Lee. I'd like to take you south of my border and north of my garter. Hardy, how are you doing? I'm <laughs> doing fantastic. Uh, I do have to say the the song that you picked out, like mm-hmm. that intro, I, I fucking love that song. It, <laughs> like it's it's, just... it's definitely one of the highlights of this. Like it's it's fucking good stuff. Uh, I sent Lee a, a link while we were talking on the Facebook chat before we recorded tonight, where I kind of dived in. I was like, oh, Divine actually had a recording career, and. I did not know this, and she did a cover of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, Walk Like a Man, in 1985, same year that this movie was made, and it has the same theme as this movie, so it's kind of adjacent to this movie, even though it's not actually on the soundtrack, and it's pretty fucking awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, is my sound okay? I just realized that it was picking up from my computer. No, you're good. Okay, I just switched it, so hopefully you can hear me better. Nah, I did. I did notice the difference, but uh, okay. yeah, you're, you're no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, apologize. I had it. Uh, it switches to like the computer mm-hmm. instead of the microphone, so like the computer's close enough that you could hear it, but the microphone's better. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> 
professionals. That's what we do here. Professional. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I forgot my notebook, but we have a break, so I can go grab it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do. We do. Um, so we're 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 doing we're doing uh, Lust in the Dust from 1985. Uh, this is a Paul Bartel directed thing, and you know, and Divine is in this, and we've been kind of like circling around Divine a lot uh, this year, and we did a little bit of par- Paul Bartel a couple episodes ago, and I think we might go into some more Paul Bartel uh, related stuff this summer. Um, well, we'll you get into that later, but you want know to funny Lainey, um, the one who played Margaret Margarita mm-hmm. was the, the mother in um, uh, my big fact regretting. Yeah. And then Paul can't remember his last name. Now Paul Bartel, Bartel was a father. So we just watched a movie where we were like mother and father. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we also uh, we did Out of the Dark a couple episodes ago, and they're both in that one, too. Right. Because uh, Lainey Kazan was the yeah. older hooker and Paul Bartel was the motel owner uh, with the wig, with the bad toupee. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely we've been doing a lot of like si- we, we, we've been doing a lot of six degrees of separation of divine lately in, yeah. in, in the podcast. So uh, how can we relate stuff. the movies from each other? <laughs> just, mm-hmm. But it's just hilarious because we just did Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas. I don't know if there's any connection. I don't think. Yeah. The, the, the big fact regretting. They were mother, father, husband and wife. Oh, no, they weren't. Yeah, they were. No, shit. I'm thinking of two different movies. Damn it. Oh. One's my big fat Greek wedding. She's the mother. And then um, the other one is uh, Mambo Italiano. Yeah, that's father. yeah, that's right. I, I know what you're thinking. Dang that it. Because, because I we mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, because we, we mentioned that in Paul Servino. In, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we, I we know both, my stuff. We've both been drinking. It's it's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we we can move on now. Uh, anything you watched uh, recently? I know you got a couple things, so yes. go ahead. Okay, so I watched the Bob's Burgers movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of exactly what you expect. It's this. It's a very elongated episode, essentially, and it has like the musical bits, which you kind of expect from Bob's Burgers because it like pops out for episodes. So mm-hmm. for a movie, why not? Uh, it was very cute. So I did find it amusing. I did find it entertaining. Um, it was a, a it was a fun watch. I, I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy Bob's Burgers in general. Like I am a really big fan. I know. I, I, uh, I, I know Daniel and his wife enjoy that. I've, I've never watched an episode, but uh, yeah, no, cool. I am Tina. Okay. Yeah, is, 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 that, is that the, is that the I, girl with the glasses? Who, yeah. Uh, I was I've a seen awkward horny teen. Okay, I'm, I can I can definitely see that. I can I I know you pretty well. I can I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little bit more personality though, so I was like a Jean and Tina mixed together. Jean is very like loud and flamboyant, and Tina's very like boy crazy. So that sounds like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other movie I watched was Forty uh, Year Old Virgin. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have such mixed feelings toward this movie. First of all, I have this hatred for the idea that people watch porn and it's bad. 
Like mm-hmm. every time you see girls that are like, oh, how dare you watch? Por- You're a pervert because you watch porn. Like, OK, cool. I'm a pervert, too, then. Like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get this anger. Like the, the weird idea that women don't watch porn. I, I don't get that. Like I had this situation. I'm just going to say situation and kind of like lightly describe it. But the person was mad because the other person was watching porn. Mm-hmm. And I understand the aggravation because he was watching porn instead of having wanting to have sex. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. That's that would totally piss me off because I've had a partner and they'd rather like masturbate than have sex with me. Mm-hmm. Something needs to get fixed. Yeah. But then, like, the thing went on to like this whole addiction and like uh, he's doing it for like perverted reasons or whatever. Anyways, it was it was just really ridiculous. Like it was just really over the top. It was because, like, their sex life sucked instead of trying to spice up the sex life or even communicate, communicate mm-hmm. problems. That's, that's the big problem. Just, yeah, communicating yep. the problems in the sex life, saying, hey, this is what I'd like. Hey, can we try this out? Like, being open to be adventurous or something, like, understanding that you might not be able to, like, fulfill each other's everything, but to be able to, like, communicate and, like, kind of, like, find even male ground or realize that you guys don't work well sexually and might yeah. not together. Yeah. Like, that's the reality. Um, but she made it the biggest deal that this guy was watching porn. Like, biggest deal. And I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was like, should I tell her that I watch porn? Like, is she going to hate me forever? Like, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was like... Anyway, so that really that really bothers me. I really, really hate... Women watch porn. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to put it out there. Women watch porn. Women masturbate. Women like touch themselves explore themselves women like literally talk about the toys and compare toys i went like literally i went to the sex shop and i saw they were displaying something I'm like oh hey i have this and the the woman there was like yeah i have it too it's amazing and we started talking about how we used it like this is something women do and it's not just me who's open sexually it's women who are like not open sexually too they do the same thing like i don't know it just (sighs) it just pisses me off it makes me really angry I told you. I told you I was going to have some issues. The thing I respect, let's go on. I'm going to go on like opposites. The thing I respect is that, um, what's his name? My God, I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually blanking on his name. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I know it's Steve, but I couldn't remember his last name. Yeah. Steve Carell is the main actor, and all the people that are around are trying to convince him that he should have sex and he should like find some duds, whatever. And he's like, no, no, I want to find somebody and whatever. Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate was that he was saying that he's a virgin and he doesn't care. Like it took him a while, but then he found somebody who like uh, worked with him that he wanted to have sex with. Cause at this point he waited so long. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that uh, being a virgin at any age needs to be respected. Cause it does not matter. You could have had something that happened to you traumatizing that caused you to never want to have sex. You could be asexual. You could mm-hmm. be just somebody who has no interest um, entirely and you just prefer solo stuff. Like, you, yeah. it doesn't matter. You don't have to have sex. So I really appreciate that message was kind of out there. But at the same time, they kind of make fun of it. But he did say, like, he wants to he, – he's okay with being a virgin. And I, I respect that. I like that. Now we're going to go on to the other shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have, like, so many fucking things about it's this. It's all right. <laughs> Sit tight. Um, another thing that really bothered me was how the mother got really upset that their daughter wanted to go on birth control and said, I'm not – you're not allowed to have sex. I'm not letting you have sex. Mm. You should never do that. You should allow the child communicate the problems with having sex. Obviously, encouraging them to wait is a good thing because there is complications and there are things that can happen. Mm-hmm. So I never – I'm not saying, like, yeah, yeah, let your kids have sex. No. 
talk to your kids. Talk to your kids properly. Give them the options of what they can do. And the thing is, your kid's most likely going to have sex behind your back. Yeah. So make sure they're prepared. Make sure they know what to do. Make sure they understand everything. Give them as much knowledge as possible. And if they do end up in that situation... They're protected. They're safe. They're knowledgeable. They're understandable. They can come to you and talk to you because I can guarantee you that if a mom goes after a child like that and says, you're never going to have sex. I'm never letting you go on birth control. If something happens sexually, uh, they're never going to talk to their parents. They're never going to have that trust. Yeah, that that attitude from parents does more harm than good. The the reality is your kids are eventually going to get to the age where they're fucking horny as fuck and they're going to want to fuck. And the best thing you can do is let them know that they can protect themselves and be responsible with what they're doing. And, and I mean, a, a, apart from that, things are going to happen. But, I mean, the, the best thing you can do is give them all the fucking equipment, all the knowledge that uh, they need to do it properly and not have something bad happen or something unexpected happen or that they can't does, deal with. Come to yeah. you, they'll communicate to you. They'll let you know, like, it sucks if it does happen, but at least they'll come to you for help. They yeah. won't try to do it by themselves. Like, I don't know the amount of teenagers I've heard, like, teenage, or, yeah, teenage pregnancies that have happened where these girls go out looking for abortions in the least safest way possible because they don't, they're too afraid to admit it to their parents. Right. And they go out and do something extraordinarily dangerous. Like I would much rather if I had a child tell me that they were pregnant and they want, like I gave them the options and seek whatever they want to seek and help them. than find out that my daughter is sent to emergency because of a a faulty shitty abortion that was done. Mm. Like, that's yeah. the reality. Or if something happens, God forbid, something happens, like a fucking person goes after her and rapes her or sexual assaults her or something. They come see me and then I can help them. Because mm-hmm. again, if something like that happens, they're going to probably feel blame on themselves and not right. want to tell their parents. Open communication is so important. I don't understand this. Like, I don't Sh- know. Shaming your child about their sexuality is abuse. Straight up. Yeah. It's fucking abuse. Yeah. You, I need to leave that open communication with your children. Like it sucks to hear about your kids growing up. It sucks. And I, I hear it all the time with like all my friends who have their kids. Like I don't have it personally. So there's something in here that probably might be a lot easier said than done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But someone who was sexually active at a young age who had no communication with their parents because they uh, like basically scared me from telling them. I kept a lot of secrets when I was younger. Yeah. So I encourage people to talk to their kids. I encourage people to have open communication, even about sex, especially about sex. Yeah. Don't shame your kid about sex because that's abuse. And also educate your kid because if you don't, that's negligence. Yeah. And then um, the whole thing that bugs me is like teenage boys can have sex and Mm -hmm. it's celebrated while teenage girls are considered stupid and dumb and whores and all the rest. Right. That was quickly mentioned. And, uh, okay, biggest pet peeve was how he was talking about finding someone who's perfect for him. And the guys are like, oh, you're bringing this girl over? Like, you need to get rid of everything in your apartment. And it was like, okay, hold on a second. Someone like me would be fucking drooling over all the fucking action figures and board games and all sorts of stuff that are everywhere. So I don't understand this idea of, like, saying, yeah, find somebody who's for you, but change yourself entirely. Yeah, because the idea is... 
that that those guys are presenting is like you want to find yourself this really hot fucking supermodel fucking nympho who wants to fuck but if she sees you're a nerd she's not gonna want to fuck you and it's like okay that's not remotely connected to reality at all like there's a lot of us girls who are into all of the stuff and are very horny and there's others that are not kind of like there's people who are not into the nerdy yeah. stuff who are totally not horny or not horny. Like literally there's varieties of people everywhere. And it's always, I, I just every fucking movie I watch. It's always like, Oh, you've got your gaming system. You got your gaming chair. You got your video games. You got more video games and whatever. I'd be stoked about it. Like, how is it that females like me are just like seen as unicorns when we're not that fucking rare? Yeah. Anyways, frustrating as fuck. Um, and another thing, last thing, have sex with your partner before you get married. Yes, please. And I, the only reason I say this, the only reason I say this, if you are only, if you communicate about what you like sexually before marriage, there's a good chance before you have sex, right? And you decide to get married later on. There's a good chance that you've already communicated that you understand kind of what each other's interests are, that Mm -hmm. it could not be a surprise later on. The problem is if you're saving yourself until marriage, you don't know what your sex life is going to be like. And that's a big issue. Because mm-hmm. if you really think about it, it, you could have someone who's very like hypersexual and someone who's asexual. And then it's this anger because one person doesn't want to have sex. The other person wants to have sex too much. And they just don't. They're not copacetic. Like, it just yeah. doesn't work. You need to understand your partner in a sexual uh, stance, because guess what? If they're into the S and M shit, and you're into something entirely different, then you guys don't merge well. If it happens to be, it works out. That's fucking awesome. But like, seriously, have sex with your partner, explore with your partner before you get married, or even communicate. If you decide you want to wait to have sex before marriage, sorry, sex after marriage, communicate <laughs> with them. Tell them like, hey, these are my kinks. These are the things I like. These are things I would like to try. This is a relationship I would like to have. And if they don't want that, then they know. It's like the whole thing about if you want to have kids or not. You got to mm-hmm. communicate that early. Everyone's like, "Oh, don't say that on the first date." Fucking yeah, say it on the first date. Yeah, no, like, it, like it's if, a huge thing. Spe- especially if you feel like this is going somewhere. Like, yeah, it's just easy to say, yeah. "Hey, do you want to have kids?" No, I don't want to have kids. I absolutely do want to have kids. Okay, we're not going to be good as a relationship. That's literally a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. I know for me, I've always been indifferent, and um, but I've never knew if I really wanted them. So I always avoided people who said they wanted to have kids because like, I didn't really know if I wanted to have kids. I've been kind of indifferent, but leaning towards no. So I'd rather have someone who's kind of in the same page as me. So if it happens, we're like, okay, yeah. If it doesn't happen, we don't give a fuck. We're mm-hmm. happy either way, but I don't want to be with someone who wants them. Absolutely. Because I don't know when the fuck I want to have kids. It might never happen. I might never yeah. be into it. And it's the same as sex. It's the same as sex. Like just, Fuck your partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Please them, pleasure them. Figure out if you work, like if you are compatible sexually. Because like if you're gonna have a life partner, you want that you, life to be good. Yeah, and you don't match in a sexual sense. It's gonna be very miserable very early on. And yeah. I've I've seen the relationships and I can see it. Like they work on so many different levels, but sexually, like butting heads all the time and they always hate each other because like one wants to fuck every day the other one never wants to fuck or one wants blowjobs and the other one fucking hates dick like the taste of dick like or the guy doesn't go down on the girl like this is all stuff you need to know Mm -hmm. 
Like some people are totally not into oral and that's okay. Because if your partner doesn't like it, awesome. Some people fucking want to bang all the time. Anyways, just something I think is really important. <laughs> I'm not anti if you want to wait. I absolutely believe in waiting. Like if you feel like you have to wait, absolutely wait. Do not feel pressured mm-hmm. to having sex, but just communicate, communicate with your partner. Yep. Tell them what you want. Tell them what you need. Tell them everything. Like don't fucking leave shit. If it's going to cause problems later on. Yeah. And now we're going to take some calls from the audience for lead answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know we're in what oh my god we're almost like half an hour and yeah yeah um, i told you i told you this movie bugged me i was like i think it's really funny and then yesterday i was watching it and sitting in it and i was actually like processing this information i was like this mm-hmm. is really shitty advice it is no the the these judd apatow directed movies they don't hold up at all like they're, so they're they they got funny shit in them, but for the most part, they're kind of like really ass backwards on a lot of things. And women, okay, not all women, because we're different breeds who like different things and like different things. Mm-hmm. But there's women out there who like hairy chests. Yeah, I've heard of those women. I I, I know one. I like me a bear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like hairy men. I love I love it. I think it's so attractive. I fucking love hair, like chest, hair, back, everything. Chest, hair, back, chest, back, arms, whatever. I fucking love hairy men. I think it's very attractive. So when I see Steve Carell getting waxed yeah. for the beauty purposes, I'm like, why? I don't want a fucking hairless. I get I hate hairless chests. Like, cool, yeah, you look hot, but where's your fucking hair? I want a hairy <laughs> chest. I'm just I'm just happy I could grow some hair on my chest because I can't grow any on my head. That's <laughs> kind of it's kind of where I'm sitting. That's that's the end. Sorry for taking All right. some time. I no, just... it's it, it's fine. That that was that was a good discussion. The only thing I'm going to mention, and I'll just mention really quickly, uh, I've been watching Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, Ooh. which is the latest Star Trek series. I haven't been a fan of any Star Trek stuff really since Deep Space Nine. Uh, so this is like the first series they've done in quite a while that I've actually liked. And it's kind of set before Captain Kirk and all that shit. It's like kind of just before Captain Kirk, basically it's, it's the original captain Christopher Pike. That's in like the pilot of star Trek that, um, where he, you know, they, they eventually turned it in the, in the original series, they turned it into like a two part episode where this like, what happened to Christopher Pike, you know, and kind of shit. And it's it's fun. It, it's in the vein. You're pouring that drink pretty hard. Uh, it's it's in the vein of. Okay. Oh shit. You... It just it just it just, <laughs> just fit the glass. Damn it. Okay. You you need to yeah you need to dip down and suck someone out of there. That's not hot at all. Um. Anyway. Uh. The listeners have to have my point of view on the camera right there, but that that's uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, anyway, it, it, it's very, the series is very much in the vein of the original Star Trek series in that it's like very episodic and uh, yeah. Okay. You're right. Okay. She muted herself. I think. No, she didn't. I can still hear like. Oh, I, I think I'm picking up like. 
Could you hear me? <laughs> I, I'm hearing something from you. I think I'm getting both mics. Like I think I think your computer and your mic are like doing oh, something. <laughs> I don't because I, I was I was getting like wind hitting your mic kind of thing. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Holy fuck, my face went so red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty red right now. Anyway, uh, Strange New Worlds is is very like like the original series in the sense because it's very episodic and like yeah, you got well defined characters and you do get like sort of thread story threads of their character development and stuff but there's no like big overarching like stories or anything like that as far as like a, a lot of the uh series before that have have sort of had now so it's a throwback to like the original series and the next generation in a way uh which i really appreciate um, because I, I get tired of like oh we gotta take a series and have a big story arc that's like you know 18 episodes about this shit and no let, let's explore the universe and have fun adventures that are one-offs and stuff like that and the characters are all fun i know it kind of like retcon some stuff i don't give a fuck like this set it in the fucking alternate universe that the uh jj abrams uh movies it created I, I that's fine i'm fine with that i don't give a fuck whatever uh, it's fun. It, it's a good series. It's 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 easy to digest. If you like Star Trek, you'll like it. And they do cool stuff. So that's. I've always uh, I've always wanted. I've never watched the Star Trek series. I've only heard of it, mm-hmm. and I'm sad because I feel like I would really enjoy it. So I just need to like, because I watched one of the movies and I I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I'm into the whole sci-fi thing. Like it could be the worst sci-fi movie, and I'd probably enjoy it because I just so, I love the whole. So wait, you you've never watched any Star Trek other than like a Star Trek movie? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and, and uh, I think I would really enjoy it. It's just what? I never had the opportunity. I never think of it. I ever every time I like start something or do something, I always just don't what, even. Think uh, what what Star Trek movie did you watch? The one in I don't know. I think it was like 2000. Oh, so the, the 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 reboot movie, the the from yeah. the from the two thousands, right? So, okay. Mm. I need to curate some Star Trek episodes, and maybe we should watch them at some. I'd point. be down. I'd be very much down. I I because I watched Doctor Who a lot when I was younger. Um, I'm far behind now. Like it's just one of those series that, like, when you fall behind, you fall so far behind. Uh, right. Right. Okay. So- well. Okay. I am going to find. We're 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 gonna do this. Uh, I'm gonna find some Star Trek original series episodes, the best ones, my favorite ones, and we'll watch a couple of them. And see what you I'd think be totally it. down. I'm so I love this kind of stuff. I I just love the whole like fantasy world with space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I think it's it's one of those things that like you can't really be wrong because it's. <laughs> whatever your imagination. So I really appreciate it. And it's, that's another thing too. Like I watched the star Wars movies when I was younger, I watched three uh, original ones mm-hmm. and I enjoyed those. And then um, I think I was, it was young. I think it was like early two thousands, late nineties mm-hmm. when the three others came out. Yep. And it kind of ruined it. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it as much. And then I watched the last one of the series. And I really like that one. And that one's supposed to be the worst one. And I was like, Oh, maybe <laughs> I should just get back into it. Like, I really like the stuff. I really like this whole fucking space shit. I love the fucking over the top action. I love the whole fantasy aspect. I just love like the creativity behind all of it. Cause like it's fucking space. 
Like literally, like when you think about it, the idea of traveling through space, I might be talking, sounding crazy now because you never know. And like, oh, even if we'll see if the world still exists in like a thousand years. Um, <laughs> but just thinking about like a thousand years from now and the idea of like traveling to Mars where it doesn't take that long. Like when you think about it, the science behind the fact that you would have to create something that uh the G-force isn't felt in order for people to survive. And like the idea of teleportation means you would have to take people out by particle from particle and re-put them together. Like it's mm-hmm. just so cool. <laughs> that's, that's the, uh, that's the uh, conundrum with the uh, Star Trek teleportation where technically every time you step into the transporter, you're being killed and a copy of you is showing up on the other end of the, uh, of the uh tra- of the transporter so borderlands ca- same joke or borderlands made that joke mm-hmm. you ever play borderlands but like when you uh come back to life it's like this is just a, a copy of yourself yeah well i mean technically it really is i mean it is it especially is. especially if you're a person who subscribes to the idea that you don't really have a soul or anything like that like if, if you do have a soul like what does that mean for you like is that destroyed as well you just ducked down for that drink again. That's uh, <laughs> I did. I've been holding off to like taking another drink. If like I'm gonna wait to like. No, I, I was waiting for you to do it because it's it's kind of hot. But um, anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Subscribe anyway, to my OnlyFans of me drinking drinks out of my cup. <laughs> on on Lee fans, she's drinking from from her. Yeah. There we go. It's, Lee's it's hot. Cast and Lee drinking out of a cup. Hmm. Uh, we do have some comments to get to here really quick. So uh, on Facebook, we have, and, and I love this guy's name. It, it, he's just got the best fucking name, Martin Stone Hennessy. So oh, he's, he's got he's got a rock in his name, and he's got a really good uh, booze in his name. Um, Scotch? Whiskey? No, Hennessy is a cognac, oh. if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. You are right. Yeah. Yes, it is a cognac. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he says the, and then this is a relation to Lust in the Dust, which we're doing tonight. The Tab Hunter confidential documentary has a great segment on this movie. I had no idea he was, it was such a passion project for him. I saw it in HBO as an 80s tween and thought it was a subversive, subversive riot. I even taped the songs off uh, air into cassette. I remember doing that shit. Re- fucking taping cassettes yeah like playing tv into my fucking record my fucking cassette recorder um i also found the ginger pianist courtney Gaines quite adorable when i saw pink flamingos and eating raul a couple of years later i was already uh uh au courant which is familiar basically with divine and uh paul bartel which made me very feel very sophisticated yeah Good stuff. Thank you for that comment. Uh, uh, our friend Gary Hill, I uh, said, well, being about myself, I have a lot of feelings about this movie. To elaborate on my statement, I come from a Sicilian and Irish blood, so a lot of the mannerisms of the women and some of the cultural stuff hit me at a pretty young age. My name came from Roseland, Illinois, which was like a melting pot of these old school guineas. So I heard a lot of this shit in my younger days. I just don't share the last name with Henry. Great film, though. All the Scorsese tropes are there. Fuck that bitch and her fucking hat. Have a good show. Uh, or go get your fucking shy box. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a comment. This is uh, the rare YouTube comment that pops up because we don't do the YouTube versions of this podcast anymore. I don't upload them anymore. Someone named RB on our Ballad of Buster Scrubs episode said, what are these comments? I'm so confused. Great analysis this episode, but wanted to like the film more than I did. Maybe it has more to do with the anthology format, but I don't care about the majority of the characters or what happened to them. And yeah, I mean, uh, if you're not into anthology films, you're probably not going to like Buster Scruggs all that much. And as far as like the comments, he's so confused. Uh, like we get so many fucking people just making comments from foreign countries where they think they're getting the movie and they're not forgetting the podcast and they, they're really pissed off about it. And once in a while, I translate it just for shits and giggles to see what kind of vile things they're saying to me in their language. <laughs> I love it. Mm, that's hilarious. I love it so much. I like I, I live off the salt of uh, YouTube, basically. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to play some podcast promo, some music. And uh, we're going to come back and talk about Lust in the Dust. And uh, I have a feeling, uh, Lady Lee, that... Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to violence, <laughs> the word and the act. Hello and welcome to Hello, This is the Doom Show. I'm Richard. And I hate the burning. Shh, who are you? Speak. <laughs> and I'm Brad. She came in and said, bark, bark, bark. and he said, bark, bark, bark. she said, bark, 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 bark. that's what I got. One is the Suspiria boner, the other is the Inferno boner. <laughs> which, anyway. which one is crying? <laughs> The boner of tears. <laughs> Hello, this is the Doomed Show is available on Hello Doomed Show Automatic.com and doomedmoviethon.com. Hello, hello, this is the Doom Show. Richard, Brad, Jeffrey, Nava. It's the Doom Show. Hello, hello, this is the Doom Show. Slashes, G.I. Low and Horror. Son, a man's heart grows cold. Sand through winds, rust his soul till his heart like a rock with nowhere to roll. But aimlessly on and on. When life's been nothing but a dirty deal, and the dirtier it gets. The better he feels, then he's gone too far. He'll plant no seed. He's just a tarnished tumbleweed. Ooh, 
what is it a tarnished man wants within his tarnished hand? His bony fingers holding fast the lustful things that never last. Driven on by endless greed, this tarnished tumbleweed. He's a tarnished tumbleweed. All right, we're back in Lust in the Dust from 1985, and we do have a trailer, so I'm going to play that now. The Old West has given us many legends of heroism, many tales of courage and valor. Now, thundering across the screen, comes the mightiest, most inspiring saga of all. Return with us to an era when men were men. A time when the law of the land was the lay of the land. Anyone like to try again? Lust in the dust. The heroes and outlaws, the sweethearts and sluts. Nice pair of jingle bobs. Thanks. They came to Chili Verde in search of treasure. <laughs> Tab Hunter is the stranger. I am the best French kisser in Chili Verde. If I come across a Frenchman, I'll be sure and let him know. No one knew the fury of his vengeance. Over here! No one cared. Lady Kazan is Margarita. Freeze, hombre, or I'll be wearing your asshole for a god. She liked her men like she liked her liquor. Hard and rotten. Henry Silva is Bernardo. Cesar Romero is Father Garcia. Some people have gone crazy, but not me. Oh, no, 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 no. Jeffrey Lewis is Hard Case Williams. Not gonna hurt you! Courtney Gaines is Red Dick. Most folks around here call me Red Dick. His name says it all. And divine is Rosie Valles. Come and get it. These legs were made for wrapping around you so tight. Oh, late every night. He rode the West. You're going to have your filthy way with me under the hot desert sun, aren't you? She rode the rest. Why don't they ever invite me to their partners? Together, they ravaged the land. God, you're disgusting. Lust in the dust. With all the violence and spectacle, this is a very moral tale. Lust in the Dust, a new comedy from director Paul Bartel. As you heard on the trailer, directed by Paul Bartel, we have talked about him before in our Out of the Dark episode, uh, director of Death Race 2000, Eating Raul, scenes from a class struggle in Beverly Hills, and also a fairly prolific actor, uh, was in Eating Raul, which I think we're going to do on this podcast, definitely. Um, in Rock and Roll High School, which is another one I want to do on this podcast. And Chopping Mall, which is a favorite of this podcast, even though we haven't done it on this podcast yet. It's all Chopping Mall. It is. Yeah. Everything we do is Chopping Mall. How have you not done it? We should totally do it. We should do it. Yeah. This is written by Philip John Taylor. He didn't do any other movie but this. This is the only movie he wrote on. His Most of his credits are TV. Uh, he did a lot of stuff on Mork and Mindy. He did, had some 
small credits on stuff like uh, Highlander, the series, and Murder, She Wrote. And he also, his probably his second most prolific thing is Zorro from the 1990s, like 91 to 93 or something like that, like a new reboot of the Zorro series. Starring Tab Hunter is Abel. I will totally admit I'm not too familiar with most of his stuff, and there's a probably good reason for this. So he was a teen idol in the 1950s, and he's one of these guys who... It was rumored throughout his career that he was a homosexual and he spent the majority of his career denying this. And it feels like he lost roles because it sort of got around that he was gay. That's uh, so sad. Yeah. So when, like when I look at his IMDb, it's like a bunch of movies that I've never heard of for the most part. Like the only thing I recognize really is polyester which is a John Waters uh, film yeah. <laughs> that he did before this. And I mean, he had a 2005 autobiography, I guess, where he came out and he talked about some of the relationships he had in Hollywood. Apparently he had a relationship with Anthony Perkins of psycho fame, uh, who was also a closeted gay man for quite a few years uh, in his career. And I mean, it's, it's just a sad statement, you know, of like guys like him, Anthony Perkins, rock Hudson, who had to, you know, mask their homosexuality and, you know, who the studio system basically supported uh, masking this by, you know, like setting up, setting them up with like public appearances with hot actresses of the time on dates, quote unquote, uh, when in reality he's, you know, in his, in, in his personal time, he's doing what he should be doing with, whatever male partner that he's, you know, with at the time. Kind Fuck, of thing. Yeah. That was the same with like David. Uh, yeah. Not David. Boy, um, Elton John. Mm-hmm. Like for years, he was supposed to be straight when he was not straight. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. Anyways. Haha. Remind me again, how we need a straight pride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck all you people. Of course we have divine as Rosie. We all know Divine at this point on this podcast. Well, well acquainted with Divine. Um, Don't know her. Shame. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you are not a fan of Divine, honestly. Why are you watching this podcast? I mean, listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if, if you're not with us, you're against us at this point. Uh, Lainey Kazan as Margarita. I love her. And and as we said, she was in, she had a bit part note of the dark. Uh, she's probably best known at this point for my big fat Greek Greek wedding and the sequel, which is hilarious because um, she plays like two prostitutes mm-hmm. in like these other movies. And then you see her big fat Greek wedding and she's this big, caring, loving Catholic Greek mother. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so good. <laughs> I guess amazing. she grew. I guess she grew into the role basically. Um, we have Jeffrey Lee Lewis as hard case. We talked about him a little bit on out of the dark, of course, Juliet Lewis's uh, father, and he's one of those that guy actors where you've seen him in basically everything. Yeah, it's that guy. Uh, yeah, he's, he's one of that, and and he's great in this. By the way, I just just got to say, like he he is fucking fun. Uh, Henry Silva is Bernardo, Bernardo, and we've done him in Alligator and Ghost Dog: The Way of the Samurai on this podcast in previous episodes prolific fucking actor still alive today born in 1928 so he's getting up there yeah i think he's retired now but um if you've seen him you know him he he has that really skeletal face like he 
he is one of the most distinct looking actors you've ever seen in your fucking life. Uh, and he's he's fucking amazing as Bernardo here. And uh, we'll get into it when we talk about the film. Uh, Cesar Romero is Father Father Garcia. People most know him, unfortunately. I, I guess not actually, unfortunately, because it's a fun role. But as the uh, TV, Adam West TV Batman's Joker, um, it's probably his best known role at this point. But he he's a great actor. Uh, we covered him in The Thin Man uh, early on in this earlier on in this podcast. Uh, also, we mentioned in our episode on In Old Arizona. He was the guy who took over the role of the Cisco kid from Warner Baxter. Uh, and he had a pretty successful run in uh, movies as the Cisco kid for a while as well. So uh, Cesar Romero, pretty cool. Uh, we got Gina Giallo as Ninfa. Uh, she mostly did a bunch of TV. Nothing I was too familiar with. Uh, Nedra Voles as Big Ed who is amazing in this film, <laughs> mostly TV for her as well. Courtney Gaines as Red Dick. And I think a lot of people from like both my and your generation, you know, like within the last like 30, 40 years, something like that would kind of recognize this guy because he was kind of like the predominant redheaded dude in a lot of movies other than like Eric Stoltz. He was in Children of the Corn. He was in Hard Bodies, which we covered on this podcast. Uh, he was in Back to the Future, The Burbs. He was in Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. Uh, he was in the one of the better movies starring The Rock called Faster. And he's been in a ton of shit. Like when you see him, you'll know him. He's another one of those that guy actors, basically. Here's where it gets a little problematic. Uh, Woody Strode as Black Man. <laughs> Uh, we talked about him uh, previously uh, in our episode on Kioma, and he, and of course, he was also famously in Once Upon a Time in the West and all kinds of other really great films. Uh, and then we got Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez as Mexican. Uh, his most famous role is probably from Rio Bravo. One interesting trivia note on this guy that I kind of popped for is that he is the grandfather of Clifton Collins Jr., also known as Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez. And I don't know if you're familiar with this person, Lee. You might recognize him if, like, I showed you a picture of him because he's he's one he's he's another one of those that guy actors actually in in a, in a sense like in the 90s and 2000s where he's been in a ton of shit and if you saw him you'd probably recognize him but he's never been like uh oh here's the signature role of Clifton Collins Jr that you know and everyone knows kind of thing you know um like I know him from the stone age and that's kind of like a that just goes back to the fact that that's one of my favorite films. And I share that like love of that film with my best friend, Peter. And we quote that film all the fucking time, but he's fucking great. Like he's really fucking cool. And every time I see him in something, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, but he's not in this film because he was too young to be in this film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we have a synopsis here from Jim Beaver on IMDb. Uh, dance hall girl Rosie Valez lost in a desert is helped to safety by gunman Abel Wood in the town of Chile Verde at the saloon of Margarita Ventura. A word of a treasure in gold brings Abel into conflict with outlaw hard case Williams and his gang. 
yeah, that's kind of the plot. Like, if, what plot there is in this film, that there's not a lot, uh, but we'll get into it here. So, uh, what are your sort of general thoughts on this, Lee? All right. So, first off, the intro song. Mm hmm. I don't know if this is an actual song, but I thought it was so bad that it was good. Like, I, I really liked it. I, I was bit, listening to this. I was like, what is this song? I fucking love it. I've been totally agreeing with you. Like, so it's sung like with such an earnest, like intent that it's, it's intentionally silly. And it, it reminded me of something between like a 1990s truck commercial and like oh a parrot yes. and a parody from like Matt Stone and Trey Parker in like South Park or one of their movies, right? Like, because like the vocals get up to this point where it's like in the desert, in a bird, like <laughs> it's like fuck, man. There's no way this is serious. Yeah, like <laughs> so I say, like if it's serious. Okay, I I like it because it's it's so bad. (laughs) If it's not, they did Mm -hmm. such a good job at fucking mocking every country song. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Uh, And then the intro, (laughs) (laughs) the the long elongated um, intro from the the voiceover. Mm -hmm. What is it? The fourth person voiceover, I guess, would be. Well, it would be like third person voiceover well narration whatever but you know uh but yeah where where he's talking about like he gives he basically gives the 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 the, the total thesaurus on hot the weather was hot boiling broiling dust in the dust (laughs) right at the beginning like we're gonna tell you what this name of this movie is we Mm -hmm. need to tell you the name of this movie (laughs) lust in the dust yeah like a thousand fucking adjectives for hot just so great uh and then obviously like you have divine who mm-hmm. i don't know how it is but you're so captivated by her fucking monologues they always give her like every movie i've watched other than oh no even the, the last one she always has this monologue that she has to say there's always a fucking monologue and i'm always like captivated totally into it like she's just carrying her donkey and just pulling it along <laughs> like, yeah oh come on just a little bit further just a little bit further tell you Die! <laughs> yeah, you, once we get to Chili Verde, you can fucking die, you fucking duck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. But yeah, uh, it, that that that's the thing with fucking Divine. It's like the screen presence of Divine is so fucking goes hard. Where just even fuck. even even in Out of the Dark, where Divine's on it for like not even five minutes. Like Divine's in it for like maybe a couple minutes at the most. Totally takes over that portion of the movie. It makes me that, so mad that she's not in there more. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I guess this would be he at that point. Yeah. But I mean, he, he should be the detective in that film, right? Like it feels like, it, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it, as much as a, who was it? Like uh bud court or Williams. Yeah. Bud court, I think was, was the detective mm-hmm. in that as much as I love him. Like divine would have been the better choice as like, just walked on and had all mm-hmm. this personality. And like, this was a serious role and you could, you, Divine takes command. Mm-hmm. Like, just takes command. She understands the mood. And when you see her act in different ways, because you think, like, oh, she's just this cheesy, big, like, actor who is a bad actor for the sake of being a bad actor. But no, like, when she's given an actual serious role, like, you can tell the difference. You can see, yeah, yeah. like, there's talent there. Just her roles tend to be very grandiose and, like, in your face. Because that's who Divine is. Divine I mean, is just a no give 
I mean, character. yeah, and in the, in this movie and all the John Waters stuff that Divine was doing, it was campy trash. Like it was yeah. intentionally campy trash, and that's kind of like kind of got pigeonholed into that, unfortunately, because yeah. Divine is definitely a much better actor than that. I enjoy with hairspray. They kind of took away from that. They took that's where you trash. see it, right? That's, yeah, that, that's where you see it because. Uh, hairspray is slightly campy, but it's not trash. And she and was Devi- trying to be taken seriously at the end, mm-hmm. of, just before she was trying to be taken seriously as like a serious actor. Yeah, and it was just so unfortunate. Like uh, I shouldn't say unfortunate because like she did really create a phenomenon, especially for drag. Like the most elegant, well put together, beautiful queens adore Divine. Right. So, like, she was the, the outcast of all outcasts, and she made such a mark for drag queens and, uh, like, pushed the way of just saying, fuck you, like, I'm going to be who I want to be. Mm-hmm. So she really pushed it. So as much as I, I – I, it saddens me that she never got into, like, the serious, I really appreciate – like, I think, honestly, now, if she was still alive, she would be fucking beyond stoked about the the impact she's had on the LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Like she's just a, a trailblazer for a lot. So I, I fucking would have loved to see more. I, ah, oh, it's so sad. Like peak of her career. She passes away. Like, Oh, it kills me. It kills it's... me. Like the more I watch from her, the more I'm like, Oh my God. Just so great. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's my question. Is that Divine's ass or is that a stunt ass that we see when they go skinny dipping? I'm kind of thinking it's Divine's ass. Is it? You think so? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't cuz this was like younger. This was 84, so Oh no, she passed away in 88. Cuz shit, I don't know now. Damn. And then it, it, it's kind of hard to tell cuz like the dresses that Divine is wearing is, you know, the kind of standard western dress where it's like it's it's blowing out on all directions so it's kind of hard to tell how big the ass is but i was like i was watching i was was like that looks like a fairly shapely ass for an obese man but it was still a big ass it was it was a big ass yeah uh, maybe i know we do have stunt boobs later on in 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 the film for for divine but you need real boobs because they have to make her look like a woman not yeah exactly but you know Maybe, maybe stun ass, maybe not. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because Divide does a half skinny dip in in the opening of this film. Yeah, basically. She, obviously she can't take our top off because yeah, right. Not real boobs. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. Oh god, that intro scene. Oh my god, that beginning. Oh fuck me! Did I ever laugh so hard? <laughs> in the water is like. <gasps> Are you here to ravish me? Mm. Are you gonna take all my clothes? I just despises this sexual scene. Like, mm. <laughs> like this. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you here to ravish me like I've never ravished before? Just uh, basically break up my fucking vagina like it's never been broken up before by your massive dick. I okay, I love Divine for the reason that she plays like the thirstiest fucking 
horniest person. Mm. Love because like the idea of drag is that you create this persona. So like it's this idea of a lot of them create because uh, the men are very horny, but they really appreciate the women who are like uh, confident with their sexualization because they're like mm-hmm. super beautiful and like exposing body. And this is what I love about Divine. <laughs> Divine creates this the fucking horny ass woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just. just pining for dick all the time <laughs> like yeah, i can yeah. relate thank you like, it's, just, <laughs> it's just so good i love it i love it so much like it, she does it so well and she's like because she's just this who gives a fuck attitude um it's perfectly mocked as well and i love it because like when the group of guys are about to fucking they're basically raping her mm-hmm. and it's the most hilarious scene ever like this could be a trigger scene for a lot of people uh like me especially and i thought it was fucking hilarious because she's like yeah you want to rape me i'm gonna show you boys a lesson like i'm gonna make sure every single one of you is gonna be fucking done tired and i'm gonna take advantage of you she (laughs) she fucks them up (laughs) i think it's she fucks the whole gang up, but like, I'm a so, <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, of course. The the setup for this, of course, is so so she she does the skinny dip. She meets up with Tab Hunter's character, who is like the Clint Eastwood stand-in here um, from from the uh, Dollars trilogy. Basically, he's, he's that's his parody uh, character here. Um, so she she latches onto him. He's kind of like okay you can come along i guess uh and she's she basically gives a little backstory i ran into hard case williams gang earlier and they 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 raped me they 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 you know they violated me me. yeah and then we get to the flashback of this and it's more like oh please don't fucking violate me wink wink and she basically fucks the whole gang out and then we get this fun little <laughs> sequence. So let, let me so let, let, let let me set up for the for the people listening who've not watched this. So Hard Case Williams gang is the most un PC fucking gang you could ever hope to see the black in a fucking <laughs> There's a black guy called Black Man. That's that's Woody Strode. There's a Mexican character that's Gonzalez Gonzalez. Uh, hard case Williams, and then there's a little person in the gang, and there's also an Asian, uh, Chang. Uh, but the little person, after all the fucking out has been done and they're sleeping, like they're you know, campfire at night, they're dead, tired, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the little person, he's got a little, he, he's got a second wind, I guess. So he gets his head up in between her legs. Now, I, I got a question. Is is this... I, I couldn't quite tell because he, he, fe- he felt like he, maybe he was a little too far away. Is this oral sex or is he fingering her? I think it was meant to be look like it was oral sex. I think okay. it was meant to be is just uh, because he's not actual oraling her. And <laughs> for sake of not sticking his face on or her private area... It probably looked a little bit further, but I think it was supposed to be meant to be oral. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, because later on, we do have another oral sex scene that uh, uh, mirrors this. But uh, Divine is so turned on by this and is so getting into it that uh, her hips, of course, you know, uh, if anyone has experience with pleasuring a lady, uh, sometimes, you know, the hips start to vibrate and move around a little bit. And unfortunately for this little guy, 
his neck gets broken <laughs> because it's stuck between her thighs as she moves. Yeah, I think because it was the head thing, like that broken neck, I think it was because mm. it was oral. Yeah, yeah. And fingering. Um, holy fuck, did I ever laugh? It was just so, like, unexpected. casual, too. Like, yeah. oops. Oops. <laughs> oops. And then she lies about it later where she, I bashed him over the head of a rock. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's you trying didn't. to make it seem that she's not this like slutty person, and she's mm-hmm. like, nah, bitch. <laughs> but okay, what I loved about this was it was kind of like um a, a take back for like women who've been like victims of this kind of situation where you have the powerful who take advantage of like the person where mm-hmm. she's like it was entirely reversed. Like I found some sort of like power in it. I thought it was kind of beautiful. Whereas this woman who is like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna fuck the fuck out of you. And I'm no. going to make sure that all of you are fucking done and fucking traumatized. No, it, like it, it, does- it, it, it does subvert it. And especially like since this is kind of a parody of the Western genre, it subverts like a trope of the Western genre where the female is taken advantage of by male characters in the film. Like it, it's a long running thing in that genre where, you know, the woman gets raped and abused by the bad guy cowboy mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck, right? And because the, the good... The fucking, good fuck you! <laughs> yeah, this fuck is... You. This, this movie is totally about subverting all that shit and it does a great job of it with Divine here, where it's just like, no, Divine... And the weird thing is, like, Divine plays her char- character very... at times very innocent and shy in a way, but at the same time, totally wants to fuck all the time. Oh, like, down to get dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants the D hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say uh, a good, like, 75% of the movie I really enjoyed. But then mm-hmm. it started to kind of taper off. It lost its, like, momentum for a little mm-hmm. bit. And then that last scene, that end scene, um, I thought was absolutely fucking hilarious. Like, just the whole, oh, but this. Oh, but I want it. Oh, but this. Um, and then, like, totally expecting, like, kind of s- switch at the end. I loved it. Love that. Mm-hmm. But there was that little bit where it just kind of got long and drawn out. It, 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 boring. it This could have been cut back to, like, 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, um, there's so many good parts. Like, when Divine comes out with her song... Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. That was so good. I love the who gives a fuck like singing. Both like, both <laughs> both hers and Lainey Kazan's songs are like kind of the highlight of this film. I think like because so well placed. Because yeah, so like Divine, you know, so they get to Chili Verde, and <laughs> <laughs> and. And so you know, uh, Lainey Kazan's character is like basically the. The she runs the brothel slash bar that's in Chili Verde. She's kind of like she runs the town basically, and Divine basically gets a job there. Like she auditions for a job there basically because you know Lady Kazan sees her as a rival. So it's like I don't necessarily want you here, but you know if the people are into you, I guess I gotta kind of have to accept it for a while. So Divine does her musical number, which you heard at the beginning of the uh, episode which is fucking great. Um, and then Lainey Kazan later on does one. And this is after Henry Silva gets killed. And I, I would argue that I think Henry Silva gets killed way too early in this film. 
Like, I feel like it would have been more interesting if he was also like, like, like a fourth antagonist at the end of this film kind of thing. I think it would work better, but I kind of think it still pays off the fact that Lainey's Kazan does a lap dance on his corpse while she's singing his song. I, she starts off by groping his dead crotch. Cause he just gets like, what happens is basically tab Hunter's character. He keeps pushing boundaries and stepping over lines and eventually they try to hang him and uh the the older woman uh ed in this film uh big ed she saves him at the last moment before he strangles to death and then he comes back into the bar immediately just shotguns henry silva's just to death and henry silva is henry silva's greatness by the way henry silva is fucking doing it straight as this heavy in the town, and he's basically doing Ricardo Montalban. Uh, because when when you see Henry Silva and a lot of stuff, and even in his westerns, he did, he didn't do it quite over the top like this. But w- the accent he's doing and stuff, he's very much Ricardo Montalban, like just eating up the scenery. And like, I feel like his character could have stayed to the end and made this a lot more fun, but still, I love. He- Sorry, sorry, go on. Go no, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I love how all the characters, like every single person you saw in this movie, really put their heart and fucking soul into it. Like mm-hmm. everybody was just, hey, this is an over exaggerated, cheesy fucking western. Everybody did it. Everybody yeah. was like, every single person, like every person. I, I can't critique anybody because everybody had such life to them. Like mm-hmm. anytime someone had a part. It was perfectly cheesy. It was perfectly over the top. It was perfectly fun. Like you could tell these people were having fun doing this. Yeah. And it made you want to watch because it was just so enjoyable. Like it was just this, I want to be a part of this. Like I wish I was on a movie like this because holy fuck, like the amount of like uh, amusement they had watching this or doing this. Yeah. So like, like I said, Henry Silva is in full Ricardo Montalban mode in this and he gets killed. Lainey Kazan immediately goes into her musical number. And yeah, she's such a weird way too. I loved it. She starts it out by grabbing his crotch several times. Like she's full on grabbing his dick. Like his corpse is slung over the bar and she's grabbing his dick. And she does something where. <laughs> okay. Uh, she reminded me of your sister for quite for a brief second. Just just the opening where she does like the Native American yes! wail. Oh my god. Yeah, I was listening to that too, and I was like, oh my god, what's going on? I was like, okay, this is bad. And then she got into the song. I was like, oh no, it got good. It's it's fine. And it was I'll- it was just a tease mockery, like cheesy shit it wasn't taken as seriously it wasn't meant to be like a, a serious white savior <laughs> yeah 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 no, she, she does like she does some sort of like native american quote-unquote death pal or whatever and then she gets into her song and it's fucking great it's not quite as good as divines but it's still fucking great oh and, my god both songs both songs like mm-hmm. i love both songs i love that she just starts off with that like grabbing his dick and doing those like fucking like that intro and then gets into her song i'm like what is going on what is this what's the point of this i'm like i love it it doesn't make any sense like the the fact the movie knows it doesn't have much of a plot it's like we gotta throw cool shit in here 
And so I do agree with you. Like it does slow down a little bit in parts. So like the first 20 minutes of this film are just like joke after joke after joke. And it's all one liners and shit. And so it slows down a little when it tries to introduce plot into the film. Yeah. But every time that starts to get a bit too much, they go back into like a character moment and shit. And so it, for me, overall, it kind of works. Like it, it, it still gets back on track to like, oh, here's some more one-liners and here's some great jokes and like, you know, like Tab Hunter taking a shower and like the uh, the bar girls like, do you want the shower with or without? And like, it sounds really sexual at first, but what it is is like, do you want me to wear a blindfold when I'm pouring water over you naked, or do you want me to see you while you're naked when I'm pouring water over you? I was like, what? So she's really hot. And I I was kind of like, I was kind of disappointed that she just got kind of shot down, like out of nowhere, kind of almost like she, she's like, I'm going to escape this town. I know the secret of Chile Verde and I'm going to get money. And like divine and Lainey Kazan just shoot her down. (laughs) She's dead. It's over. Like she's she's kind of a throwaway character. Like it feels like she should. Yeah, it kind of feels like she should have been if she's going to earn a death, she should be like doing a bit more to like like, you know, get herself into the intrigue that's in this film. Like she should like try to fuck Tab Hunter or something or like show her boobs or I don't know, maybe, you know. I don't know. I kind of like how they did it though cuz like you felt like she might have been the person who mm. would end up with it, but then they just killed her off like that. I was like, okay. Yeah. It sucks because I loved her as a character, but yeah. I was like, I appreciate the all of a sudden, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, they don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, the, the movie has no problem. Like, so it is a comedy and it's played for laughs and there's no blood in the film, yeah. except for like at one point you see like some leak out of Lainey Kazan's face at the end. But like, it's it's not like squibs or anything going off on people. Um, the violence is played for laughs. But it is it is kind of a dark comedy in the sense where it's like people get killed. Like uh, Red Dick, he he becomes oh. an <laughs> like the, so the little person who gets his neck broken. He shows up again in the film. He survives. He's got a broken neck, but and it's a gag where you know every time he moves a little too much, he hurts his neck. Uh, but Red Dick, he goes down on the vine and. His neck, you hear his neck break under the sheets. <laughs> Poor guy. I love the song, Divine Song, that mentions that she's going to crush them with their legs. Mm-hmm. And, she warns oh, Yeah, she warns everybody. Uh, and then, oh my god, the fucking treasure chest, when they open it, ah, I couldn't stop laughing! I was say <laughs> when they brought it back, like that's kind of when they started like turning the tides a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that moment where she's like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> like okay bullets can't fucking break it but yeah your lace can crush it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that was so good it was so good oh my god fuck that i yeah. laugh and then the ending oh fuck this movie was so hilarious like like i said i'm oh, sorry excuse me mm. uh it lost a little bit of um Lost a little, uh, lost a little steam like midway through but yeah, but it, it, it definitely up. recaptured your intention at the end yeah um and I, I, will, I, I will say like I feel like Tab Hunter does himself a disservice by playing his role a little too straight yeah 
And and I mean that in both connotations, like considering he actually was a gay man, I feel like he could have kind of broke out a little. I think this. he was the one where at the beginning, I thought he did a really good job at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then when he did act, I thought there was a very lack of anything. Like I get the, the idea that he was supposed to be um, mysterious, but it just played as if he was just reading his lines, like bored. Right. Or serious. Yeah. Um, I still, I still enjoyed him because there were parts that were really funny. Mm-hmm. But it did. I totally get it. Like this is a movie where you can absolutely play up the mysterious, stranger, secretive, whatever. And it was a uh, more done as like a a one tone. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I do like Divine's fate at the end. Like slightly it mimics the character of Tuco from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, where she gets left. At the end, by uh, by fucking uh, Tab Hunter's character, uh, but it, it it's got a slightly different connotation to it, and it's got kind of a good joke at the end. That's like a callback to a joke at the beginning of the film with the uh, yes, the bird, the, yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And you could tell she's just eating like a cooked chicken that's had some feathers stuck into it. You know what? No, you, you know what's hilarious? It's like, I saw the part at the end. I'm like, fuck, I wouldn't even be surprised if they had just a random fucking bird that they barely plucked and were like, hey, Divine, eat this. I mean, she did worse on, like, for real on John Waters' film. She ate an actual piece of shit in one I of John Waters' films. It's a pink yeah. flamingo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's why I was like, I'm not even surprised. Uh, I loved <laughs> Oh, my God. I love that scene. I was watching the thing where it was like, John Waters was like, yeah, I just want you to eat dog shit. What? You want me to eat dog shit? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, who fucking does that? And then Divine. she did it. She did it for real. Like, they actually did yeah. it. They didn't even do a fake. They, like, took the dog out. The dog wouldn't shit. <laughs> so it took forever to do the shot. <laughs> <laughs> holy oh, fuck. fuck holy fuck that woman led a life i just i love her i love like i said i love uh what she did i love what she did for uh the community that she's in because mm-hmm. first of all um she gave a voice to a lot of people who are different so whether or not they were drag queens the fact is they were uh not normal not the same yeah. not what like people saw and she gave a voice to a lot of them like she just. uh was hated by so many fucking people and did not give a fuck and now it's just like this cult following like people are obsessed with divine divine and like i said drag queens who are the polished of the most polished who like really like make fun of queens that are like look busted as divine did and they fucking love divine they worship divine like it's just this oh fucking amazing like i love her i love her as a person john waters as well i know this is not john waters movie but john waters as well was a contributor it really feels like one at at points so like he was asked to direct it yeah he was yeah and but (sighs) fucking yeah divine just like an icon of the marginalized in general kind of yeah and you can see out of all the movies, you can see there's always different kinds of people. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of people. There's big women. There's little women. There's skinny women. There's tall. There's like, we have little people. We have like um, all sorts of different ethnicities. We have like all sorts of different like varieties, colored skins, body shapes, everything. Like it's just this open mind. Like anybody who's in the movies, like I said, it looks like everyone's having a lot of fun as mm-hmm. well. So it's a big fuck you. And I kind of, as much as it's uh, not PCs to say the black man, 
Yeah. And Mexican. Um, in this movie, it totally fucking works because it is a mockery of like how movies do that. Like how oh, yeah. they it, make fun it's, of like indigenous people and make fun of black people and make fun of like Yeah, it's it's a total mockery of how incredibly racist a lot of the Western genre is. Yeah. And this is the same thing with all the other like movies Divine Divine is in and like the movies that John Waters does. Like they were they were like giving the finger to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was an artistic way to say fuck you to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I fucking love it. Like, again, I know this is not John Waters, but we've done John Waters and divine tends to be with John Waters, but my God, divine is just an incredible person. Yeah. This, this is, I, I highly recommend this. Uh, I'm not going to tell you it's the best Paul Bartel film. I don't think it is. I think, I think it does slow down a little bit. Yeah. And I, and um, I think, and I think uh, Tab Hunter could have done a little bit more. I like the opportunity it, to like go big. Like this yeah. is the opportunity to fucking, you get to be, you can be gay. Like it doesn't, no one's judging you to being gay. So you're in a safe fucking space and you're in a space where you could just fucking let your creativity flow. Like, and 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 he something. brought he brought Divine on this because his chemistry on polyester apparently was so good, and you don't necessarily see it in this film. Like the the chemistry here is Divine and Lainey Kazan. Mm-hmm. Like that's the chemistry in this film. So we got to do polyester. We do. That was the one I would suggest. I said polyester. This one. You said this one. So. Polyester is definitely one in the future. Yeah, well, we'll do that too, and and c- compare and contrast. But yeah, still, this is really fucking good. Um, I love okay, Lainey and Divine. Holy fuck, their chemistry! I know they're supposed to hate each other. Their chemistry is so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good, and every fucking woman in this movie are played as. I don't know. I love them. I love them because they're played kind of like stronger females like they come off as stronger females like i know at the end it was just a big disaster but uh i just love how they were portrayed i love how they were acted like i love fucking laney how she was just like i'm gonna go fuck you oh hey i fucked you last week oh Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go fuck you and seduce you and then kill you like i love it i love it it. it's it's such a uh yeah no no every guy she fucks she's like I'm 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 giving you like half a hand job at this point. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna leave for a few minutes. I'll be back later to finish the job. And the guys are just like, okay, I'm gonna stay here and wait because yeah. <laughs> and she looks so beautiful in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh god, like holy fuck, was she ever good in this movie? Like, yeah, she, I know Divine. I love Divine, but I think Lainey also like both of them head to head, like literally were the two top of this movie. Like they were just so fucking phenomenal. Okay, we 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 do get some Laney uh side boob when she's doing the shower scene. So here's the question. Was that a stun ass for 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 I Lainey think that was Kazan? Lainey's real butt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I think that was Lainey's real butt. Like Divine I could see them replacing it because I feel like Divine um might not have as firm as a butt because even though it was a big butt it was firm. Mm-hmm. So that I could see because uh, Lainey was like a bigger woman, but she was like a little bit more fit. Like she looked. She she was she was voluptuous is where I'd put it. She's right? sexy. Mm-hmm. She's sexy in that movie. Holy fuck. Like that body. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She is a very voluptuous woman. And uh, oh, my God. 
she ever attractive mm-hmm. holy fuck and her personality too like the other girl i found like face wise was more attractive but personality wise oh god i was like pawing after laney i just <laughs> obsessed well and yeah well, the confidence she has with her body too i'm like i am all about you like sit on my face <laughs> well yeah she she's so assertive assertive right because the first time she's introduced to the film she walks to the door of a shotgun pointed at tab hunter basically like you move i'm gonna wear your asshole for a garter belt basically you know whatever she says and it's like she she is she ain't taking no shit and she runs chili verde basically like uh, Henry Silva is like presented first as being like the heavy in the town, and he is subservient to her. He is so obsessed with her; he's in love with her. Like everything he does is like out of jealousy because she's a he's afraid that uh, Tap Hunter's character is like the new person that she's into, which is true. <laughs> so yeah, she no she she is fucking like kickass. Blood? Yeah, I'm gonna fuck mm-hmm. you, and then I'm gonna fuck the next new blood that comes into town. Exactly. Like, oh, I love her. I love her. Lady was amazing. <laughs> Lady was great. Lady was great. Lady was like fucking. Oh my god. Yeah. A uh, little bit. A little bit of trivia on this. Not a lot. Uh, there's an uncredited debut as an actor for Noah Wiley, uh, who is, I guess, an ER. This okay. Is, I never watched ER. Yeah. No, I never really any. Um, it, apparently, half of the investors for this movie weren't aware that Divine was a man. Weird trivia thing. I don't know if that's true or not, but okay. Did they not look at a picture? Like I'm not I, saying it's just. I don't know. I mean, it, if it's one of those things were... where it was an, an obvious impersonator of a female. Like there's there's female impersonators. Like there's drag queens who do try to look more feminine and ladylike, but there's others that are the over exaggeration version. Mm-hmm. Like they literally try to look like an over exaggerated version of a female, like an uh, amplified version, and that's what Divine is, like way over the fucking top. <laughs> I mean, if 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 all they saw were like headshots of Divine, maybe like well done no photos. Oh, woman, <laughs> rightfully have her eyebrows up to her hairline again. I fucking love the woman. I love her makeup. I love everything. But like, she's literally the def- definition of a queen who's like an over exaggeration. <laughs> Which, fine. That's fucking amazing that it had, did happen though. Like, I, <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious. I love. I don't. It. I don't know if it did happen. Like I said, it's IMDb trivia, so it's a little dodgy. But that's a trivia note that they said. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised though. Yeah. I just thought it was uh, like some dame who like wore too much makeup. <laughs> uh budget for this was 2.5 million domestic box office was 727,000 probably did okay though in rentals and stuff subsequently it probably maybe made its money back eventually I think I'm it's assuming. doing a lot better now yeah like, it, it is a cult film and like yeah. this is not a movie that had like a big advertising budget so it's not like that's eating up a lot of the earnings kind of thing with with a lot of movies where they have like a big advertising budget and you don't even see that like 2.5 million is probably the whole budget for this film for the most part so like it had you know it's had like almost 30 years to recoup its budget for whoever's counting kind of thing and i i, I assume it probably did at this point but who knows um there's a couple blu-ray blu-ray releases itunes uh, it's on YouTube, Amazon Prime, Vudu DVD. Uh, Tubi has it, although you had some trouble with it for a little while there. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> like, the first 10 minutes, it would stop. 
And then I would let it like buffer, thinking, okay, whatever it has to load, fine. My internet's kind of shitty. And it kept buffering. And then I'm like doing something on my phone, realizing it's been five minutes and it's still buffering. And I try to like rewind and go, and it's not passing that point. Tried to find something else somewhere. Did the same thing. Did the same fucking spot. Did the same fucking spot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? And then when I finally got it, it buffered a few times, but it still worked. But I was very angry at it. Yeah, I just I rented it on YouTube today to watch. Uh, that was probably the smarter thing to do. Yeah, I just hate the rentals that they're so expensive for a one-time watch. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, cool, because like back in the day you'd rent it, so yeah, five bucks, cool. But you kept it for a week, so you could watch it like a, a gazillion times. I'm like, no, 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 you have it like an hour after you watch it. You can only watch it once. Like, like if I'm not, why don't you just give it to me for the week? Like I'm, it's digital anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm spending five bucks. I, re- I remember when I rented a movie for a week, I had the week to watch it over and over again if I so desired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did that with movies, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched Mulan three times in one day. I famously did that with, uh, well, famous in my own mind, I guess, with uh, The Big Lebowski, where I watched it so much that the copy my music store, uh, my video store had, uh, I eventually broke the tape on it. Because I wore it out and they were okay with it. I brought it back. I was such a good customer. Like, oh, that's okay. They opened it up, put a little piece of tape on the break and then put it back in the box. Like, come back again. All right. That's cool. They probably understand, though. Like, it happens with tapes because obviously Mm -hmm. you watched over and over again. But I remember that. Like, even with Blockbuster, when you had DVDs, like, you could keep them. Like, the new releases, I know it was like 24 hours or something because they're new releases. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. But anything that was older, like you could rent it. It was a for a week. You had it for a week, yeah. and it's like yeah. I don't need. I, I get I don't need the week, but like I would prefer to have it for more than twenty four hours. Because like in our case, because we watch movies, or even the fact that you fall asleep and then you can watch it the next day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we watch movies, and we sometimes have to go back because we want details on things. This one was not so much the case. But, like, yeah. there's a lot of movies where I go back and I'm like, oh, hey, I need to catch that because I missed it. Like, it's a detail to the movie. Um, and same when I was doing my classes and stuff. But, anyways. Yeah. Just a, a little pet peeve of mine. Totally off. I, I have been on so many different angles tonight. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's fine. All of you that watched or listened to this episode, I apologize. Don't. This episode could have been, like, less than an hour and I am pushing it further than that. No, it's it's fine. It, it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a fun discussion. So. It was fun. I had a great time tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know quite what we're doing next time. Uh, we, we got some options up in the air. We can uh, do the musicals, because we said we're going to do the two musicals, because you had yours and I had mine. Oh, yeah. Rock and Roll High School and what was the one you wanted to do? Moulin uh, Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Do you want to do, do that as one episode? I just watched, uh, yeah, I just watched Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I've watched it 5,000 times. So I have a very solid um, thing I want to say about it. And absolutely, okay. I could totally do it for next week. Okay, that will be that'll be it then. It'll be Moulin Rouge and Rock and Roll High School. That is quite the pairing of yeah. musicals. That's weird. I like it. That, it that fits this podcast. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lady Lee, where can people find you on the interwebs? At Mighty Tiny All Star on Instagram, I will post updates of whatever pops up on this channel and also keep you posted with random pictures of my dog and or cat. Mm-hmm. 
and or whatever randomness I post on there. Yeah. It hasn't been a lot lately. It's only been mostly podcast stuff. Yeah, get your cat and dog back on that. Yeah, and join our OnlyFans for calf pictures and... OnlyFans, yeah. <laughs> and fucking me drinking out of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> on... I... Okay, you know, I, I am... Unless you object, I'm going to do a screenshot from this hangout of you <laughs> dipping down. I, I won't object. Okay. Let the audience decide if they think it needs to be sold for extra money. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they're, they're just going to get it for free. I'm going to post it. Oh, on no. Facebook. I'm just saying if they want more. <laughs> if you want more. If you want. Yeah. We'll make a Patreon and then you can get more. If, if, you, if you want. If you, if you want on Lee fans, which is pictures of my calves and pictures of her dipping down to drink her overfilled cup of booze, where it looks like she's giving a blowjob POV. Oh my that's, fucking god! That's uh, that's what will happen. Oh my god, my face is so red again. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of mulling over my mind if I'm going to just show your half of the conversation or my reaction to you doing that. In the one picture, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Holy shit! Okay. Woo. Woo. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, you can find all of our stuff at tmbdos.podbean.com. You can find our uh, links into the shit. Go to the Facebook group. That's the best place to get in touch with us. Uh, tell us how depraved we are and weird we are. And uh, yeah, we watch pornography. Mm-hmm. We're so fucking depraved. We're so depraved, uh, you know, or you could just cheer us on, you know, maybe you're, maybe you are all sick individuals. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I have a, I have a suspicion that most of our suspicion. viewers are, are not our viewers, our listeners, our listeners, our listeners are perverts. Oh! I've, I've, pornography. I, I know, I know, I know one court psyops listens to us on a regular basis and he is a pervert. I, I appreciate uh, the feedback on my rants too, because he made a comment about one of the rants I had. So, mm-hmm. thank you court, for that. Court, court Syops is a very good guy, uh, and he is also a pervert. <gasps> does he watch pornography? I think he does. I think he's a degenerate. Oh no! Per- perhaps what we do. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hand gestures. I know you see hand gestures, and I have some of the best hand gestures sometimes. I like all your hand gestures in person and <laughs> Jesus on video. Christ, you uh, pervert! <laughs> I am. What can I tell you? Okay, okay. But yeah, we're we're we're, we're done. Thank you all for oh listening. Uh, it was fun, and uh, we are going to take off. And so goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Just north of my garter, where every
everything's on order for you. Wear it sweet like a potion. Feel the heat, feel the motion. Margarita's hot from head to her shoe. Oh, let me take you south of Rio Grande for a fiery taste of brandy. Age for a tantalizing treat. Stock your saddlebags with loving. Prepare to mount this cholo oven. Prepare to meet sweet Marguerite. Let me take you south of my border where there's no law, no order. All the time Take the burning from my thighs Take the fire from my eyes And you see the view from here is just fine South of her border, if you think you can afford her. I say Abel can't afford to say no. Because my lust is my living, and I can't stop once I start giving. Giving it to you blow by blow. Now Margarita's done with talking. Let's go. You've been listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through. Thank you.